0: Act Two of aphigenia by John Racine. Translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene I. Eriphile Doris.
1: Let us relieve them of our presence, Doris. While in the arms of father and of husband they vie in demonstration of their love thus setting free my sorrow and their joy why
2: madam acting as your own tormentor give you yourself up to tears and misery (sighs) all is displeasing to a captive's eyes joy vanishes with liberty i know but when in sorer straits we crossed the waves against our will with him who conquered lesbos when in his vessel borne a timid thrall you saw the victor who in human blood had waited from your eyes fell fewer tears and sorrow was not then your sole employment. Now all smiles brightly. Sweet Iphigenia is bound to you by ties of true affection. She pities you with all a sister's love, and in at Troy you would not meet such kindness. You wished to see the place to which her father called her, and here at Aulis you arrive with her. Yet, strange fatality, your grief seems to increase with every step we take. Nay,
1: strange twould be if hapless Eryphile could be a calm spectator of their joy. Think you that my dejection ought to vanish at sight of happiness I may not share? I see a daughter in a father's arms, the pride and glory of a mother's heart, while I, exposed to perils ever new, indebted from my cradle to the care of strangers, live since first I saw the light without the comfort of a parent's smile i know not who i am and worst of all a dreadful oracle to ignorance attaches safety saying that the day that brings to light the source from which i spring must see me perish
2: nay pursue your search undaunted heaven delights in mystery and hides its meaning under strange disguise losing a false name you will thus regain your own no other danger need you dread tis thus that erophila is to perish you know your name was changed in infancy. Nought else about myself to me is known.
1: Your poor ill-fated sire, who knew the rest, never vouchsafed me any further light. He said my proper rank should be restored to me in Troy, whither, alas, I thought to go invited, and resume the name derived from royal ancestors. Already I seemed to look upon that famous city, But heaven brought to Lesbos fell Achilles, and all gave way before his dire attack. Your father, buried neath a heap of slain, left me a captive, to myself unknown, and there remain of all my promised greatness to me, the slave of Greeks, naught but the pride of noble blood which I am powerless to prove.
2: In slaying such a faithful witness, how cruel, madam, must that hand appear which did the deed. But Calchas, famous Calchas, is here who reads the secrets of the gods. They deign themselves to teach him, and he sees the future and the past alike unveiled. He cannot fail to know your parentage. This camp itself is full of kind protectors. Wedding Achilles, soon Iphigenia will offer you a home beneath his care, as promised in my presence and confirmed with oaths. She looks for this as the first pledge of faith from him.
1: What would you say, dear Doris, if of my woes this marriage was the worst? What, madam? It surprises you to see that my distress refuses consolation. Listen, and you will marvel that I live. To be a stranger, captive and unknown e'en to myself, is but a light affliction. Achilles, Author of the woes of Lesbos, of thine and mine, who took me prisoner, who snatched your father from me, and with him the knowledge of my birth, whose very name should make me shudder, is of mortals dearest to me. Oh, what is this you say? I thought to let eternal silence hide my weakness, but when the heart is full, it overflows. And once for all, I make a true confession. Ask me not on what slender hope relying I learned to entertain this fainal love. I cannot charge there with any false pity that my misfortunes seem to waken him. The gods, without a doubt, take cruel joy in shooting all the shafts of their ill will at me. Shall I recall the dread remembrance of that sad day which cast us both in chains? Long in those hands that tore me from my home, I laid in darkness, lifeless and despairing. At last, my wan eyes sought the light of day. Seeing myself seized by an arm in your blood, I trembled, Doris, and I feared to meet a savage conqueror's frightful frown. I went on board his vessel, holding him a hateful monster that my eyes were loath to look on i beheld him in his face i saw no fierceness on my lips reproach remained unuttered while against myself my heart declared and all my wrath forgotten i could but weep to such a gentle guide submissive loved it lesbos no less dear is he Adalis. Offers of protection, of sympathy, and succour, all are vain. So works the madness that torments my heart. Iphigenia's proffered hand I take, only unseen, to arm myself against her and
2: thwart the happiness I cannot bear. How can a feeble spite avail to harm her? Were it not better never to have left Mycenae than to encounter torture here, struggling against a hopeless, hidden flame,
1: I wish to stay, my Doris, but the more I shun the picture of her triumph here, so sad to me, fate drew me to these shores. I heard a secret voice that bade me come and whispered that my presence might relieve my aching heart. And on their joy intruding with near approach, some shadow of my woe might fall, perchance, on them with fatal blight, that. Is what brings me hither, not impatience to learn whom I owe a birth so wretched, or rather that their marriage may to me serve as the sentence that shall end my life. Yes, Doris, I will die. A sudden stroke shall bury in the darkness of the tomb my shame, heedless of parents still unknown, whom my infatuation has dishonored. How I pity you! What tyranny! lo agamemnon and iphigenia
0: scene two agamemnon iphigenia erophil doris
3: whither so fast away what urgent need calls thee my lord so soon from our embrace to what shall i impute this hasty flight with due respect i yielded to the queen the earliest greeting may i not in turn detain thee for a moment and display the joy that
4: yes my daughter let thine arms clasp me thy father has not ceased to love thee
3: dear is that love to me how i rejoice to see thee in new majesty resplendent what power and glory fame had told already a tale of wonder which had reached our ears but seeing close at hand a sight so welcome how my surprise and pleasure are increased ye gods how greece must love and honour him what bliss to be the child of such a sire
4: daughter thou didst deserve a happier father
3: what happiness is wanting to thy wishes what king to greater honours can aspire are not my thanks thanks only due to heaven
0: Agamemnon
4: aside, great gods, shall I prepare her for her fate?
3: Why dost thou hide thy face, my lord, and sigh? It seems to pain thee but to look on me. Have we by thee unbidden left Mycenae?
4: I see thee, child, with the same eyes of love as ever, but with change of time and place gladness is overmatched with anxious thoughts
3: father forget the cares of office now i know we must be parted and for long thou needest not blush to give a father's love a moment's sway thou seest that none is near but a young princess who has heard me boast thy tenderness to me a hundred times i promised thou wouldst love her for my sake and made no secret of my happiness what will she think of this indifference have i buoyed up her wishes with false hopes wilt thou not clear this trouble from thy brow
4: my daughter
3: speak i hear
4: ah no i cannot
3: perish the trojan prince who caused these ills
4: Ere that may be twill cost us many a tear
3: the gods with special care watch o'er thy life
4: Long have I found them cruel and unheeding.
3: Calchas, I hear, a solemn sacrifice prepares.
4: Ah, might I first their hearts incline to mercy?
3: Will it soon be offered?
4: Sooner than I could wish.
3: Shall I be free to join my prayers with thine? Shall thy glad family surround the altar?
4: Ah!
3: Why art thou silent?
4: Thou shalt be there, my daughter. Fare thee well.
0: SCENE three. Iphigenia, Erephil, Doris
3: What am I to expect from this sad greeting? The secret horror makes my blood run cold. Against my will I dread some ill unknown. Just gods, ye know whose safety I implore
1: made anxious cares that needs must overwhelm him, does but a little coldness make you tremble? Alas! What reason, then, do I have to sigh, who never knew a parent's tender care, cast among strangers from my very birth, not even then perchance welcomed with looks of love? If your affection by a father is scorned, at least you have a mother's breast whereon to weep. Your woe is not so keen but that a lover's hand can dry your tears.
3: I'll not gainsay it. Grief itself must yield, ere long before the efforts of Achilles. His love, his valor. I, a daughter's duty, give him just claim over my heart and soul. But of himself I know not what to think. This lover so impatient to behold me whom nothing could induce to leave these shores till from my distant home a father called me to be his bride where is the eagerness with which i deemed him waiting to receive me for two days past as every hour we came nearer this place which i so wished to see i thought each timid glance would light on him with which i scanned the ways that led from Aulis sending my heart far in advance to meet him and asked of all i saw where was achilles at last without his escort we arrive jostled and stared at by a crowd of strangers still he appears not agamemnon seems afraid to let his lips pronounce his name where is he who can solve this mystery and shall i find the lover no less cold than the sad father have the cares of war extinguished in all hearts the warmth of love. But no, unjust alarm wrongs his devotion. T'was I who urged him to assist the cause of Greece. He was not present when at Sparta, all Helen's suitors to her father took their solemn oath. Alone of all the Greeks, unbound by any pledge, if against Troy he sails, tis for my sake. Myself the prize sufficient, Wedding me, thither he flies.
0: Scene 4 Clytemnestra, Iphigenia, Erephil, Doris
5: My daughter, we must hence without delay, And save by flight your honour and my own. I am no more astonished that your father Seemed overwhelmed with sorrow and confusion At seeing us again. Wishing to spare the insult of rejection, he by Arcas had sent this letter only just received for as we went astray he failed to find us come then and let us save our wounded honor achilles it would seem has changed his mind about your marriage and declines the favor we would bestow postponing the espousals till his return what do i hear this insult flushes your cheek let pride your courage arm though of his suit approving it was i myself who promised you to him in argos moved by the fame of his nobility to wed you to the offspring of a goddess yet since his base repentance now belies birth so divine as rumour has reported it rests with us to show him who we are and see in him the lowest of mankind shall we by staying longer make him think we wish and wait for the return of love to his cold heart the nuptials he defers let us dissolve your father has been told of my intent and comes to take farewell i must make ready for our prompt departure
0: to erathiel
5: i do not urge you madam to return with us in dearer hands i leave you here your secret schemes have come to light nor was it calchas who drew your willing steps to aulis
0: scene five ephigenia erophil doris
3: in what despair and woe these words have left me achilles then is fickle in his love i must go back to ergos in disgrace and tis not calchas you are seeking here madam i fail to understand such speech nay you can comprehend me if you will fate's cruel sentence robs me of a husband will you abandon me to my misfortune you could not stay without me at messini are we to start from Aulis without you i wish to see the prophet ere i start why do you then delay to let him know it a moment more we'll see you on your way a moment sometimes clears up many doubts but i am pressing you too closely madam i see what i was loath to think Achilles, in your impatience to get rid of me... I? You suspect me of this treachery? How can I love the cruel hand that crushed
1: me, dyed crimson in the blood all of my kin, that lit the blazing torch
3: and laid in ashes Lesbos? Ah yes, you love him, base deceiver the savage conduct that you paint so well those arms that you have seen stained red with gore fury and flames and lesbos burnt to ashes all these have stamped his image on your heart and far from shuddering at their remembrance it even gives you pleasure to repeat them when your complaints were loudest more than once i might have seen your thoughts and so i did but always with good-natured readiness replace the bandage from mine eyes removed you love him ah oh, what fatal misconception made me receive my rival in mine arms my heart i gave her blindly and to-day pledged the protection of its perjured lover little i thought so soon to see her triumph and be myself chained to her chariot wheels the selfishness of passion i can pardon that robs me of the heart i deemed mine own but not the treachery that laid a snare to catch me and then suffered me unwarned to step therein finding thus far from home no ardent welcome but a cold repulse this charge is one that fills me with
1: surprise i have not been accustomed to such words and though the gods have long pressed hard against me, as yet they spared my ears a wound so grievous. But some excuse is due to love's injustice. What warning would you wish me to have given? Can you suppose Achilles would prefer to Agamemnon's daughter, one who knows naught of her birth save that within her veins flows blood such as Achilles burns to shed?
3: you triumph cruel one and flout my wrongs making me feel my misery the more why with the honours of my birth compare your exile but the better to enhance your victory unjust but curb your transports this agamemnon whom you choose to mock holds sway over greece yet condescends to love his daughter and resents her injuries more warmly than herself my tears and prospect moved him to sighs he sought in vain to stifle. Alas, his gloomy greeting I condemned and dared to blame his want of tenderness.
0: Scene six Achilles ephigenia Erphi Doris. Can it be so? Is it yourself? I
6: see I thought that all the camp had been deceived. You here in Olys? With what purpose come you? I heard another tale from Agamemnon.
3: Be of good cheer, my lord. I shall not thwart your wishes, and shall soon be gone again.
0: Scene seven. Achilles, Arethio, Doris. She flies from me.
6: Am I awake or dreaming? into what fresh distraction am i plunged madam i know not if without offence achilles may present himself before you but if you will not scorn a foe's entreaty if e'er his captive touched a chord of pity in him you know what brings their footsteps hither you know
1: and does my lord not know it too Did not your eager love a month ago desire their presence here without delay?
6: A month ago I was not here myself. It was but yesterday that I returned. What?
1: Was it not your love inspired the letter that Agamemnon to Mycenae wrote? Were you not smitten with his daughter's charms?
6: Aye, and more captivated now than ever if wishes could have carried me to argos i would myself this journey have forestalled yet she flies from me what has been my crime i see around me none but hostile eyes this very moment Calchus and ulysses with nestor too used all their eloquence in opposition to my love and seemed to urge that honour had superior claim what subtle scheme can they be hatching here? Am I a laughing stock to all the army? I'll enter and extort from them their secret. Scene
0: 8 Eriphile Doris
1: Ye gods who see my shame, where shall I hide me? Proud rival, thou art loved yet dost thou murmur must i at once thy triumph and reproaches endure oh rather but i'm much mistaken or over them a storm ready to burst threatens disturbance to their happiness iphigenia is deceived achilles mocked agamemnon groans i'll not despair and if my hatred finds support from fate, I shall know how to turn it to my profit, nor weep alone, nor die without revenge.
0: End of
2: Act Two.